Hello, my name is Ryan Bailey and you're very welcome to episode 1 of the Limerick Voice Sports Podcast. Over this academic year, I'll be sports podcast editor and between myself and sports editor Jamie Dowling, we'll bring you plenty of podcasts on sport in UL. We have a great team of reporters who are on the ball with fresh content on the Limerick Voice website with sports features and news. In today's podcast, I sat down with ULGAA's Games Development Officer, Ronan Keane. Over the next 20 minutes, you'll hear us chat about the long-awaited return of Gaelic Games to UL, the excitement of new talent and competitions, as well as the launch of the brand new UL jersey. Today is Wednesday. We're heading towards the end of week three for everyone, but the first year is going into their first week. And I'm here with Ronan Keane from ULGA Club. Ronan, just give me 30 seconds to a minute of explaining your role in the GA Club here in UL. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, Ryan. Um, yeah, I'm the GA Development Officer, as you said. So basically all things GA in UL come, come through my doors. And it's my responsibility to promote and develop the, the four codes, hurling football, uh, ladies football and camogie. Spell on. So talk, talk to me about how you got involved here and uh, and like when you started and we'll, we'll kind of lead in, that into how your role has changed over the past 18 months or so as well. Yeah, well, I suppose um, I, I've been a lifelong servant of the GA, I suppose. First of all, I got my qualifications here in UL. I graduated from sports science in 07 yeah. and uh, went working with Claire GA for a number of years in, in more of the hands-on coaching and really enjoyed that. Uh, the opportunity then came up to um, get involved in ULGA in, in 2017 and I was fortunate enough to, to be accepted in here and been been here since and uh, a different kind of role it's not so much the hands-on coaching as it was for me it's more the administration and being in the background and, yeah. and the running an organization of, of managements and teams so and and then say what well, we're 18 months into it now how your role has changed you're saying about online and stuff like that how the administration side of things and people sign up it's gone very much online and how in other ways has your role changed as well yeah i suppose i suppose the the biggest thing and and i guess it's a good thing because you know covid is still an issue but uh the amount of footfall into the office has decreased massively because um registration is done online now so so students can just log on to the wolves website and make their payment directly and they're, they're signed up to be members of the club then um, they're contacted via club emails and there isn't as much of a need to physically meet these people. There is something lost because of that, you know, because it is great to meet the, the students and yeah. and particularly freshers coming in next week. You know, it's exciting. They're coming in. They don't really know what the GA is about and, and you're able to chat to them and talk them through a few things, tell them where the, the building that their next lecture is on in and, yeah. and different things like that. So there is a bit of the human element lost of it, but... From the point of view of efficiency and everything, it's um, you know the new online systems are, are are very beneficial to to run a large club. Yeah, it's kind of the way forward as well. Like, yeah, I think the balance, you know, striking the balance of you know, yeah. you know, I think anyone would have said over the last eighteen months that it was death by Zoom in yeah. a lot of cases. So you know, striking that right balance of taking the, the learnings of, of what's happened during COVID and saying, yeah, that really works well. Let's incorporate that into day to day. Um, versus saying right we have to get back physically interacting with people and getting back to to, to somewhat of the way things were mm. Mm. and you're saying so across the four codes so in in gaelic games there's a lot of students coming in now probably more students in the college than there ever was and that's going to bring more into the into the ga clubs as well 
Um, as as we were saying, fresher is not starting until next week. Has there been a bigger uptake in in sports from the college? Yeah, but I couldn't definitively say that there is, but it it's my gut that there, there really is because um, when when the GA closed up in uh, twenty nineteen uh, due to COVID, um, there was about nine hundred and fifty members. I, I I was saying there's a thousand members. You know, yeah. that's, that's what I was. Uh, bragging i was a bit a small bit of an exaggeration but you you let me off that but at the moment now without freshers in and registering we have uh, about 450 members signed up already so that's largely just second years who um are really curious of what ga is about they've missed that year of college ga and uh yeah it, it, it looks like we're going to have a, a bumper year with memberships and uh, new competitions and things like that coming up as well so yeah it looks like it's going to be a busy year in a very good way yeah and you're going to have let's say a lot of intermediate and junior as well at not that not, not the latter stage in the year but they'll be signing up a bit later maybe then there could be a few last minute sign ups ah well. uh, yeah we, we would get sign ups at all at all times of the year because of of the the co-op system and you well some people are away yes. in first semester and teaching placements and things like that so i would have people coming through my doors next year looking to sign up for championships. Um, so this side of Christmas, it'll be all the league-based activity and uh, second semester then is always championships. Mm. And you said you touched there on new competitions as well. Is there anything new, new exciting competitions that are set in stone? Yeah, the, the, the most exciting one is, is the second-year competition. So like, like any club or society in, in, in UL, I'd imagine, you know, there's always the curiosity from freshers who want to see what something will be like. And we get a big fresher membership and due to a number of reasons, due to people picking other things or uh, deciding that GA isn't for them in college or, or whatever the case may be, we, we our membership, that membership would drop into second year. You know, th- those yeah. pe- not all of those people would come back. Um, but I think what I'm finding this year is that um, the second year freshers, as I'm calling them, you know, they have that curiosity. So we're getting a big sign up from those. And there is dedicated second year competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is which is really good in all codes. It's going to be either blitzes or competitions um, before Christmas. So I think that's adding a bit of extra excitement to things as well that they're going to be able to play like they like they are a fresher team in a way because yeah. they never got that opportunity. And is that looking like a once-off thing, or if it's successful, I, could it? I, I would hope that it, it could be something that would grow um, because I think it, it really does make sense and. You know, every college has a similar issue of a large amount of drop-off um, from yeah. first to second year. Um, so that may, might be able to, to stem the tide of that. And there's, there's benefits to it as well that you've got, instead of, a, let's say, a six-month gap with the team, you've got two years nearly to kind of work with, try and work with the same group of players for two years as well. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, if, if, if it's a player's ambition to play Sigerson or Fitzgibbon, for example it's only the very, very exceptional player that will start in second year. Yeah. So there is um, that difficulty in bridging that gap at times. Now, there are teams like there was very good intermediate setups in, in the college and that, but if you know, it does help having a dedicated second year thing does help to bridge that gap. And, and you know, players would be a year bigger, more experienced, a year stronger by the time they come out of second year activity. Mm. And that, that makes you scratch your head as well because you've got management then to... It, like well, the whole GA club has to try and get management to facilitate them teams as well. Yeah, it is a it, it certainly is a head scratcher and uh, uh, blessed with a lot of good managements. And there there's some managements doing a bit of double duty because uh, 
there would be an interest in how the second years are going because the second years are eligible for the senior competitions. Right. So okay. senior managements would be keeping a close eye on what they have there and seeing if is there anyone really impressing. So that's another advantage to the, the second year competitions. They are putting themselves in a, in a shop window, which isn't the case for, for fresher as, as freshers in the male competitions aren't eligible to play Fitz or Sigerson because of the rules. Yeah, so so the Sigerson management would say on the football side of things anyways, so they have the opportunity to look at second year players and decide whether they can bring them up or not and then that player could still develop at second year level as well. Yeah, yeah. So so the the, the the basically we'd be hoping that once the second year activity will end towards it's just a league based co- competition for second years this semester and there's no championship so those players would go off to the, one of the senior teams and be it Sigerson if they're or, or Fitz if they're an exceptional player but but maybe intermediate or junior um and and just keep as many of those involved and and yeah for sure the both sets of management will be keeping a close eye on what's there because they won't have seen these players there you know there won't be that awareness yeah um you know a lot of the the managements would have been going to fresher matches in the past anyway just to see what's coming through and that wasn't the case in the last 12 months mm. we'll talk a bit about just at the the senior setups let's just say between Harlan and football and Harlan has been massive in UL over the last how many years on the football side of things there's kind of predictive panels and that were coming through from last year a lot of big profile names around the GA do they lads them lads miss out then this year on if they were, let's say if they were in their final year last year they miss out on playing football this year yeah yeah unfortunately it's, it's a it's a very frustrating thing for, for all involved and it's just there was no way to, to salvage last year's competition so there was discussions about playing it in November of this year or that and It'd be trying to get back players who had left college, who may yeah. have been working full time, who may not even be in the same continent, let alone country. You know, um, it just wasn't um, really a goer. Um, so it, it's very regrettable that, that those people lost out on their last opportunity. From our own point of view, we always feel strong senior teams in all codes. Uh, we would have felt we'd have a great chance in all, in all codes. Um, and we have been kind of com- competing or winning championships in all codes over the last number of years so it was a, it was a re- real disappointment a special disappointment for the o'connor cup ladies footballers who yeah. missed out on two championships because of the timing of the the lockdown so yeah. um every every other code missed out on one championship but the o'connor ladies missed out on two and that's you're nearly looking to rebuild the guts of a brand new team there yeah. as well yeah exactly that. and uh, we would have had a very very experienced team's uh, for those couple of years, we probably would have been the bookies' favourites for the O'Connor Cup. Um, certainly, the first year it was cancelled. Um, so I think you know a lot of of those older, more experienced players have gone on to finish their education and move on. Uh, so there is a big rebuild. But the, the, you know, let's let's face it, the, the rebuild is there in every college. Yeah. Um, we're a year and a half out of commission, so everywhere now has to kind of look and say, right. The guys who were in fourth year or the ladies who were finishing off their masters they're gone now uh we wish them well let's let's look to the future now and, and rebuild yeah so you said so 2017 you took up your role and i know i'm kind of bouncing around different bits and pieces here no, no problem yeah but 2017 uh, you came in here you see a lot of different county colors coming through the door like you see some colleges maybe 
let's say Letter Kenny might be Donegal dominated when it comes to the sports up there and, and there'll be different colleges that'll be like that in different counties. But there's just you could you get people coming from anywhere here all together with the football yeah, and, yeah. and the hurling. I think um I I was doing uh I was organising a well wish for the Mayo players um for the All Ireland final. Hmm. And I think we had nine uh current and past yeah. uh, on the Mayo panel. So that's just an example of somewhere you wouldn't necessarily think there'd be huge numbers in, in UL. But I, I think the one thing the university really has going for it is its accessibility and the motorway access. Yeah. Um, you know, all roads lead to Limerick uh, and it's it's generally not more than two hours from a lot of places. And so we've we can pull from anywhere in Munster obviously and then we, we get a few from Kilkenny, Carlow, really anywhere around around the country and, and Mayo is is quite popular as well as I said. So yeah, it is um it's different, maybe as you say, like uh, Letterkenny would be D- uh, Donegal dominated, UCC as big as it, as it is, it's Cork dominated, yeah. and Kerry maybe, um, you know. Whereas we can we can pull from numerous numerous counties, and I think that's that's uh, something special about UL. Lads get to play with with guys that they'd never normally get a chance to play with or against, yeah. and um, you have players, top quality players from maybe some of the lesser counties, yeah. And that's that's really is something that. Is unique to college football that um, you know a good footballer from Carlow, for example, could be here and he could be playing with David Clifford, for example. Yeah. You know, something special. Yeah. For 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 the likes of those players that mightn't get, um, that mightn't get celebrated as much as they should. Mm. And we even found it yeah, there yesterday ourselves. We came back from we went back, went back to the club training and you had two different clubs in Sligo and one club in Mayo where you had lads that met in the same shop on the way back. It's that difficult time of year where players are coming to the end of their championship but they're eager to get into college football as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a challenging time and uh particularly for for dual players as well um and and trying to juggle everything. There there is an understanding that people are still involved in club championships and things like that. Um and as trials and trainings are ongoing, um you know, the 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 teams are looking for engagement. Yeah. and interaction from players and there is a bit of understanding there but uh, you know lads need to show an interest as well and, yeah, and they exactly. need to show up and, and show that yeah they do want to play at college because uh, I think most players who haven't played get a shock at the, the standard um, in college you know at far exceeds uh, under 20 county for example I, yeah. I would say you know the, the, the senior thing is probably the closest thing Sigerson and Fitzgibbon O'Connor Ashburn they're probably the closest thing to county senior yeah. that you're going to get yeah because there's, there's a great hunger there as well because it's it's a clean slate for everybody going in there's no where there might be in a club set or a county set or there might be loyalties there to certain clubs and certain players whereas here it's just everyone's starting off the same from yeah. the same hymn sheet nearly like yeah absolutely and um, the trials really the, the barred the odd exceptional player that comes in um, management wouldn't know too much about the players, you know, until they trial them yeah. and look at them and, and see who's impressing and, and who's eager. So it is a chance for someone who feels like um, they may be getting a raw deal or mightn't be going as well uh, uh, in their home club or county to reinvent themselves and uh, double down and, and go at something. And, um, you know, there's been lots of cases of people who've been very complimentary about college competition that it actually revitalized their their county careers you know brendan bugler springs to mind as a guy who um you know got back into the clare setup and and went on to be an all-ireland winner and all-star you know so there is that 
there is that opportunity for people to to use the the college competitions for whatever reason but ultimately it it helps fill out our teams yeah and um yeah it's a it's a, it's a great opportunity that we encourage is there anything that you well apart from just the return of of Gaelic games in the college is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to this year that has you kind of excited about the year ahead uh yeah it, it's just going to be it's just going to be great to to be on the sideline again with matches going on and um back to some level of normality isn't that you know i think that's what we've all been craving lately but yeah. uh um yeah it, it's it's certainly exciting to see the membership growing as, as i'm probably talking to you now there's probably another 10 members there in the <laughs> yeah. system that i'll have to put through you know that kind of way so it's exciting to see the the level of interest that's there after the break because when when we closed our doors um obviously the concern is when you start back up again will the interest be there will uh, will college competition suffer the indication is at the moment it won't from from the level from the interest levels anyway so yeah. um, that's that's exciting for me yeah and for the year ahead as well another thing to look forward to is as we said we're speaking on wednesday on monday the new jersey is going to be launched yeah yeah it's a it's a fantastic initiative um dj collins uh, the o'connor cup manager came to me with the idea and it's funny because dj is 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 a champion of being inclusive and he said we're not doing enough Um, okay and he, he came to me with the the idea of um including jigsaw which is supporting mental health awareness with students which is which is really important to to be uh, on the back of our jerseys and also then for um, just to celebrate diversity and lgbtq plus awareness and, and inclusivity and that ul is is a place for everyone and and ulga is a place for everyone we're going to have uh, rainbow sleeves on our jersey for the year ahead so it's, a, it's exciting it, it was nice to be able to, to come up with something in a quieter period yeah and now to, to actually f- physically see the jersey how nice it is and um we'll have the president of the ga larry mccarthy launching the jersey on monday in in and uh in the pavilion in ul and it's uh yeah just very exciting to be able to do something like this and i and i do believe i could be st- stood corrected on this but i believe we're the first ga club to put the rainbow sleeve Brilliant. on on our uh, jersey so and is that is out of curiosity is that going to be a jersey that is this going to be the whole college teams but you got because you got a lot of teams there yeah to, we, we have a lot of teams so we're, we're starting off with the, the elite teams we're going to wear the the, the new set so we'll have we'll have a set for each of the elite teams which is senior football hurling camogie ladies football and then as we begin to transition out the older sets over the coming years we're going to start with the elite teams and uh, we're going to transition away from from the older jerseys in time. And if anyone is listening to this wondering, could I get my hands on myself? Are they going to be available to buy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I've just been talking to the visitor centre about uh, selling them in there. They're not there just yet, but maybe by the time this podcast is on, we might have something done. So I would say check in with the visitor centre and see about that. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, Ronan, thanks a million for joining me on this podcast and uh, the very best of luck for the year here as well thanks Brian thanks for having me and that's it for this week's show my thanks again to Ronan Keane for joining me on the podcast keep an eye across our social media and website for new content and click follow on wherever you get your podcasts all you have to do is search for the Limerick Voice join us again next week and let us know what you think who do you want to hear in future episodes for me Ryan Bailey it's bye for now and we'll chat to you again next week